Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. Every week, I dive into who people really are, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. Oh, 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 we are here with a very special episode this week. It is a little bit different because uh, you're going to hear the same two voices all the way through. Um, I'm here with producer Sarah. Hello, producer Sarah. Hello, not producer Sarah. Hello, host Sarah. Host Sarah and producer Sarah. It's funny. I work on another podcast and they recently called me producer Sarah. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, this is is so weird. Uh, producer and host. But, uh, this is cool. This is a very quick intro. It's not a long one because, um, we're doing this all in one go, but this week you're the guest of the podcast. You guys get to hear all about me. Finally, my dream come true. You get to know Sarah and we, we talked about, oof, mental health, confidence, self-love, marriage, death, anxiety, marriage death (laughs) (laughs) we dove into you yeah and who you are and um i think it was a great we literally just had the chat i think it was a great chat thank you (laughs) we should do all these intros right afterwards remember it'd be really awkward if you're like it was just a shitty chat yeah this Um, was bad and we're not really (laughs) how was it it was good it was fun (laughs) it was really weird for me to talk about stuff because like i don't because like, normally you're not in the hot seat. Yeah, I don't like talking about myself. But. Normally we have fun, light chats in the intro. And then, uh, mind you, like, these are all conversations that we've had before, but they're just in an interview format, which is strange. Hey, which is why, like, I wasn't nervous for this either. Because I was like, I'm going over and talking to one of my best friends. Like, Aww. this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing, though. It's yeah. strange. Yeah, it definitely is strange. So, yeah, guys, enjoy this week's episode. It's a great one. And um, you got to... Fall intoxicated, subscribe, send us an iTunes review. If you make your iTunes review a bad review, like a one star, and if it's funny enough, I will put it on the t-shirt. So you want to know what? Just do it if you want to. (laughs) If you truly don't like the podcast, but make it a funny one star review if you're going to do it. That's my only request. Um, And uh, check out the YouTube channel. We're almost at 400 subscribers on there. Man, we are making progress. So I would love to get that up. I mean, it would be amazing to hit 400 soon. So video episodes are up on YouTube. Um, They usually come out usually the Saturday or Sunday after the Friday release. So go check that out. You can send in questions and voicemails. I would love to just get some of those. So can you send some in? Like... Y'all must not have your shit together. You must need advice about something. You can email the questions, intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail. And the link to that is in the description of this podcast and in the Instagram bio. So you guys, we should do this together because it's you and it's strange, right? Okay. So enjoy this week's episode with the amazing, hilarious, and beautiful... Sarah, Sarah Nicole! Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> it's you! It's 
I'm not a like long talker. <laughs> you are today. Isn't that great for a podcast? <laughs> You're gonna be tonight. Hooray. Um also before we start, I was re-listening to Jordan's episode. Oh my and, god. Uh, <laughs> the part where you're talking about that no one will find you if you die. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, your poor producer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the scenario made me laugh. Three times. So listen to the episode three times now. <laughs> I loved the Jordan episode. Oh my god. So fucking funny. Everybody, welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is a slight intro. <laughs> <laughs> What a great slight intro, Sarah. <laughs> great job. Welcome back. We are back with another episode, a very special episode today, because uh, our guest today, this week, I guess I should say, is producer Sarah, Sarah Nicole. I'm a real person. Oh my God, you're a real person. She's on camera. I can't see myself on camera, but you know. Do you want to see yourself? I can drive no, it over here. You. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, but oh my gosh, Sarah Nicole is here. So you are a stand-up comedian, you are an amazing person, you are a new friend of mine, and you are finally a guest. Yeah. It's so weird being a guest in the podcast because I put an application like almost a year ago to to be a guest. My God, let's pull it up. We're going to pull it up, shall we? I forget what I said in it. We got to pull it up. That's such... I actually had that thought before, and of course I forgot to have it prepared and brought up here. Uh... But you did, yeah. So, what made you want to apply back in the day? I just loved you. Aww, I loved your podcast, but you didn't know me. Personally. I didn't know you personally, no. But I just, I love. This is gonna sound weird, but I loved how you sounded. Really, <laughs> and you just sound like you had so much fun on the podcast. And I was like, I want to be on a podcast. <laughs> and here you are. And here I am, co-producing and everything. You're helping run it. Oh, so yeah, it's. You've been... It's literally like a dream come true. What? <laughs> That's so wild to me. Your expectations must be low <laughs> for dreams. Oh, are they really? Mm, uh, sometimes. I wanna, I'm curious to see. Uh, there there she is. Okay. So Sarah Nicole's original <laughs> guest application form. Shall I read it? Please read it because I, w- I want to remember what I said. So you said, I am a fun, awkward girl who loves animals comedy and wine actually any kind of booze <laughs> does that would that matter no uh, back in, i think maybe when you applied it was probably more of a drinking podcast maybe so you might have been trying to like push it's, that a bit. oh maybe maybe mm-hmm. who knows um i'll talk about anything but some life topics i really like talking about are mental health funny life experiences and of course and of course <laughs> and of course anything that has to do with food Wow, what a boring girl. <laughs> I don't think you're boring at all. Thank you so much. Well, now that you know me, yeah. Now that I know you, yes. But like this person, I'd be like, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> oh, but I think that's good. You gave me you. topics. Like so many people, when they apply, they don't actually say what they can talk about. They're just like, I'm just a fun person who can talk. And I'm like, but what about? <laughs> good for you. You know, I just go, what about? You got to give me something. So that's, that's really, really cool. So you would have, yeah. there's no, I can't see the date on this. Yes. So that's really strange. So things have come full circle. Things here. have come full circle, which is weird to think about, but also like, nice. It's a good feeling. It's it good is. Feeling. So we would have, we had this talk recently about um, when we met. Uh, and it might have been a year ago or a little over a year ago. I think it was the summer. I feel like you're right. It probably was in the summertime. I remember being very warm. Mm. And I think that you might have been on that show, but I wasn't on the show. 
But the show that I was thinking of that like popped up in, in my memories, we were on that show together, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But it wasn't our first meeting. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. And then I'm 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 still murky on how we start talking more. I think it might have been Instagram. Yeah, that was definitely me replying to every single one of your stories. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went back through my messages the other day and I was like, good lord. Like borderline. <laughs> Stalker bitch right here. No <laughs> Just... way. But then I think there was a moment where I realized that you lived in the same complex as me. Yeah. I don't remember when that was, though. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But like there was definitely a moment where I went, oh, you're in my hood. <laughs> you're literally in my hood. You're literally We're under the same hood. Almost. You're literally my neighbor. Yeah. Um, Which is so funny. And then we would have kind of reconnected at, at open mics. And then eventually... Like, you offered to help me with the podcast, which yeah. was so cool. Yeah, I'm glad I got to help you with it, too. Because there was a couple of people who told me that they would help, and it's really hard for me to know who's serious and who isn't, but, like, you stayed on me, and that's how I knew. I was like, oh, this bitch really wants to be Let involved. me help you with this. Let me help. Let me. I'm, an, I'm that annoying girl that messaged you on Instagram, remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. No, you're not annoying. Like Maybe at that point. No way. I, I definitely was never annoyed with you. Oh, thank you so much. I definitely was never annoyed. Okay, good. I just didn't know you. Mm-hmm. But I get the sense that you were shy. Yeah, but I'm not a shy person, which is funny. You don't think? I'm just like quiet and reserved at first because like I like to read people and like get to know their vibe first. Mm. And if I like their vibe, then I'm like, okay, this is fine. Actually, that's accurate because shy people don't like to talk on the phone. And you're someone who has no issue calling places. That's because I worked at a call center for seven years also. So that would help. <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> but even still, I find I worked at a call center. I hate calling strangers or like I hate calling for appointments. That's yeah. like I fucking hate that. I still make my mom do my doctor's appointment. Do they really? <laughs> I'm like, mom, can you please call my doctor? I don't have time. <laughs> I'm 31 years old. I don't know what I'm doing. Please do this for me. Yeah. And she's like, okay, no problem. I'm retired. <laughs> she's like, I want something to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to feel useful. I want to feel involved. I want to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. But you've been, so what has it been like for you, like being thrown into this world? Because it's a lot there's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. But it is a lot. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and I like that. that. Like I have a gun to her head right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's saying those things. <laughs> a fun gun. <laughs> a fun gun. Like a squirt gun. But yeah, it's, but it's fun. But like it's like rainbow it's, colors. It's, so like it makes it fun. It shoots out fun. <laughs> Fiery fun. But no, yeah, it's been fun, and like it, I like that you and I have bonded over it, and like. It is a lot of work, but yeah. like I, it's work that I like doing mm-hmm. and I like being here. I like doing my intros. I like being here when the guests are here and I like, I like what I do with you. So. You're like, like a sounding board for everything. So any, yeah. idea, any podcast idea I have, like you're, you're there to be. And that was my thing with like kind of reaching out to people to get help with it. Cause I was just like, I feel lonely in this thing because it was always just me and it's lonely. Yeah. And like people will compliment you on, oh, you, oh my God, you run this thing alone. Good you do for such you. a great job. And you're like, I'm like, I'm, I'm so tired and I just, I just want a friend in this. And like, I've always been very vocal about it being my dream to like do a podcast with somebody. That's kind yeah. of the end goal. That's not 
where life has taken me with this show but not i think i'm close to that with you where like we do the intros together and you know you're my sounding board and all of that and you're involved so i like being involved i like being involved in things yeah (laughs) especially fun things so yeah so like tell the listeners about yourself so you are you've done stand-up yes what's that been when did you start i started in 2019 and then I did it for like a year. And then once I started getting into a good groove of doing it, COVID hit. And then I stopped doing That's it. That's the way. Yeah. I think I stopped doing it from March until like November of last year. And then I did like one show in November. And then we went into lockdown again. Right. And then when we came out of lockdown, I didn't, I don't think I did it that time. Right. Like maybe like once or twice. And then I started doing it again once we started opening up and like getting back to a better place. And do you love it? I sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's just stressful. It's like I the nerves really get to me before I go on stage, but like lately I really love doing it. It's been really fun lately. You're in a good upswing. Yeah. I, I feel, feel like, like my confidence has gotten back and yes. like Yeah. That's something I've noticed about you. Because I, when I was doing it in 2019, like at the end of it, I felt like really confident. I felt like I loved my jokes and like I was in a really good spot. Right. And then like after I stopped doing it for a year, I was like, this is shitty all over again. But now that mm-hmm. I'm in good groove, I'm like, okay, got On this. it. Love it. And yeah. is it something you're, are you someone who's seriously pursuing being a comedian? I hate this question because it's like, I feel like so many people do it for fun. Yeah. But then there's some people who are like, no, like. I want to be a comedian. That's my dream. I What's, wanted to at first. Yeah. Like I was like, I went to comedy school. I went to a second city for a long time and took their like stand classes and stuff. Wow. And like went to Neptune and like did improv classes with them. Cause like I wanted to be better at like being on stage and like being comedian and stuff like that. <sighs> but like now I'm like, I'd rather do as a hobby and do something else with comedy. Like I'd love to screenwrite a comedy. Yeah. There you go. Show or like movie or something. Yeah. And wow. shall we plug your project that you worked on recently that is coming out soon it released today it was a show called volleys it's going to be a comedy show about volunteer firefighters Mm -hmm. and it's on bell fiber tv right now so yeah it's out now it's out today happy volleys day what did you do on on the show i did production assistant work on the show and it was awesome so you were behind you saw everything behind the scenes you saw how how everything came together production wise and that's the coolest thing because like i got to do a little bit of everything because it was like such a small group of people and like we're in a small space so i got to see like what the camera people did i got to see what the sound people did i got to see like what the actors did and then like i got to do my stuff too which is pretty cool that's so my stuff was just like sleeping the floor i slept the floor a lot (laughs) i thought you said sleep on the floor i was like that's something i took it out with the floor once or twice But I remember just like, because they're long days. They're like 15 hour days. And like, a lot. Yeah. And there is a long time where I just like sweep the floor back and forth because we were in a warehouse. And I was like, they're filming and I can't be in there right now because like the doors are shut and they need quiet. I'm out here. Everything else has been out here. I'm just going to sweep the floor again. (laughs) Damn. 15 hour days. That's insane. It was great. But I guess it's 15 hour days. In a sh- kind of short-ish period of time to make a fucking TV show, like, like you're you're kind of in it for the long term. What am I trying to say? It's a lot at once, but in the end, it pays off. I exactly. Guess, I guess what I'm trying to say, yeah. It's not usually like that because on like, excuse me, whoa, on like movies and stuff like that, they're longer days, right? And like you're not filming because we've filmed one episode per day, 
but like with movies they it's multiple days for like just one scene right. and they're long ass days right so yeah. it was but yeah it was a good experience though i loved it and everybody on the set was really really nice the crew was really nice and the cast is really nice and i feel like i got spoiled a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> you're like uh are you gonna work with them again on the second season i hope so oh Yes, that's that's the plan, Stan. Yes, yeah, that is very fascinating. Wow, and what was like? And so it's on Bell TV. How do people? I get Bell Eastlink TV. So fucking dumb today. (laughs) Like, how do people watch it? I I just I don't I I don't have cable. So I guess I don't have cable either, and I don't know if like you need. Bell account to watch it. Anyways, it's on Eastlane TV and Bell TV. If you have it, you can watch it. I don't know, I don't how, know how, anything, how to get it. I don't know how anything <laughs> is done anymore with shows. Like, I'm just like, tell me it's on Netflix, Crave, Prime. What are the other ones? There's like so many. Yeah. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Like, I had to cancel Crave because I was just like, I'm not using this fucking thing and I'm paying like $25 it's, just to have the H- yeah. access to HBO. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I have a Crave account that you can use if you need it. I think you offered that to me, and I got too scared to ask you for it, so I just <laughs> got my own. Oh, well, you can have mine. Sharing is caring. Because I, I feel bad. That makes me feel bad. No. When people share their paid accounts. Don't feel bad, because it's meant for sharing. It's a streaming account. They're sharing their TV shows. I'm going to share my account with you. Wow. That's... So nice. <laughs> I also have like all the other streaming services too. So if you ever, if you're like, I need an Amazon Prime account, I got you. I have homie. Prime because I need Amazon Prime just for my life. Oh yeah, so I I have access to Prime. I, oh, I get the good. Prime membership every year. You got the Prime membership. Yeah. I need that fast shipping for sure. Yeah. Um, I just like the TV shows. I don't care about fast shipping. I just don't watch enough TV. Like I recently finished Squid Game, and that was like. Oh my God, Sarah, you did it. You watched the show. Good I'm job. I'm so proud of you. And did you love the ending? I kind of did. Yeah. I also really liked the ending. I know that it was like kind of polarizing. It didn't really leave me going, oh my God, that was the best ending ever. Because it wasn't Mr. Robot. Um, <laughs> but I liked it. And it's intriguing. And it takes a lot for a show to really hook me. And that show hooked me. Yeah. Um. I think I just like dark shows. <laughs> I also, I love dark shows. I love like psychological thrillers too. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Anything that fucks in my head. I'm like, I love this. Love it. It's That's probably not. It's strange that like a lot of comedians are like that. They like a lot of dramas and like non-comedic shows. Yeah. I've noticed that with comics. Not a lot of comics actually watch a lot of comedies. The weirdest question I get is who's your favorite stand-up comedian? I'm like, I don't. Oh, you don't have, do you, do you have one? I really have. I mean, like, no, I don't. I don't have anybody that I look up to that I'm like, I really like them. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. fascinating. I like, like, Tom Segura's all right sometimes. Oh, I love Tom Segura. But, like, other than that, there's no one I really look up to and, like, hmm. I, I really look up to Whitney Cummings because she's done so many things. Like, she's done TV shows. Yeah. She's written a book. She has a podcast. She does, like, she does it all. And when I think of, like, my life, I'm like, that's what I want to be because I'm a workaholic. Well, that makes sense, though, because you're a lot like her in some ways. Aww. You're doing, like, a lot of the things that she's doing as well, right? I like to think so. So that makes I like to think we could sense. be friends. Yeah. Oh s- yeah, you guys could. I get to see her in March. That's so exciting. Maybe you guys become best friends. I'm, I'm front row, so I'm going oh, to sign these titties. Do it. 
You might as well. She signs boobs after the show. Does she really? Oh my God. And I'm in the front fucking row. So you better believe it's happening. I was nervous because for a while the States wasn't letting in mixed Vox people. Are you mixed Vox? I am. Oh shit. And, And they weren't qualifying that as full vaccine. Why did it let us get done? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So, so for a long time, I was like, oh, I don't think I can go Aww. unless it changes. But then it changed. And also, they're opening up land travel to the States. Oh, I think sweet. soonish, too. That's so awesome. It's a go. Clifton Cremo and I Woo-hoo. are road tripping it to Maine. God bless you, Clifton. God bless. What an angel on he Earth. He is literally a sweet angel baby. But he's also very mean sometimes, Clifton. Clifton knows how to. Clifton can roast. Can he? Oh yeah, you sure can. Ooh. I'll read a I'll read a text conversation between us. Please. Yesterday. This is this is how much of a mean angel Clifton is. A sweet angel baby, but also but a sweet also devil. can spit hot fire. Uh let's see. So he asked me to to do a, a gig in Glace Bay on Friday with Scott. I was like, I'm no, I can't. I can't. I was like, I'm doing I'm doing Martin on Sat like I, I was just like I it you was prob- a straight no. Like you I probably would have died. <laughs> I would have died. I was like, Clifton, I gotta set some boundaries. I was like, thank you so much for asking me. But um <laughs> Thank you so much, but hard no, buddy. It was like I was I was saying about like how I feel like I'm getting sick, and then he said uh, the type of sick where your back just gets sore for some reason. I said that's just being uh, 34, and then he said don't lose your dentures in Moncton this weekend. A crackhead will definitely use them, <laughs> and then I wrote boom, and then he said what are you booming about, or is that just why they call you old folks boomers? <laughs> <laughs> And then I said, ah, oh, wait. (laughs) It was just, I was just like, yeah, Clifton can roast. (laughs) Look at him go. He does have a little edgy side to him, but we we love an edgy angel baby. We love an edgy angel baby. (laughs) So this is strange because you're, you're, you do my intros with me. We have segments on the show and like, I've been thinking about the assumption segment. I'm just like, I suck at this segment. I don't know if my brain just isn't creative right now we're coming up with good assumptions but it's also tough because like we we're close now yeah so like we kind of know most things about each other most most things yeah most things so we might do a slight spin on the assumptions segment don't punch me in the face ow kind of like assumptions slash first impressions or like Hot takes about each other. Maybe. Hot takes. Hot takes. I don't have any t- hot takes about you. Well, let's talk about you though. Oh, okay. So, I think you're too nice. I am too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because I am, and I know that I am, but I can't. I can't fix that. So, I think with you, your challenges. <laughs> I've been hearing this all day. <laughs> Please tell me. I'll try to say it in a nice way. Please don't make Fuck. me cry tonight. <laughs> I feel like with you, you could take something that someone does and say nothing and move on. But instead, you, you're very nice to them. What do you mean? Oh, you mean like if someone's a bitch to me, I'm just like, I'm going to be nice to you. Yeah. Like, like you're just too nice. Like you don't have to be. Like you could just be silent. Yeah. But instead, you're you come off like you like the person when maybe you uh, don't. Am I right? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes it depends on the situation. Depends on the situation. You can tell if I don't like somebody. 
because I am very different towards people I don't like rather than people that I do like. Yes. Okay. And like this is where like the hard boundaries come in. Yeah. You have hard boundaries. I do have hard boundaries and it took me a while to build up to them, but I have them now and I'm very stern with them and like I just don't let people fuck with them and so Sarah frequently turns me down for plans. I'm sorry, pal. I love you though. <laughs> I try to hang out with her all the time. She said, "No, nope, I'm busy." I usually am busy, to be fair. You are you're a very social person. And this is this was the other thing. You portray yourself as not social, but you are. I'm social with the same consistent people though. So does that count? Cuz like yeah. When I think of being a social person like that, just a person like who goes out all the time, like hangs out with like a big group of people. See, I don't see social that way. Oh, really? I see social as like having plans and doing things with people, um, even if they are your close friends. Yeah. It's usually my mom I'm always with. <laughs> <laughs> very, very close with your mom. And your mom's great. My mom's the best. She's my best friend. Oh, I She's love that. She's a real bad bitch, got her own money. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, love my mom. But okay, so where did the hard boundaries come from? How did those start happening for you? I just like, when I was a teenager, probably into like my earlier mid-20s, I just let people walk all over me and like I would do things with people even I didn't want to hang out with them and like I would just have like the worst time in my life and it just like it caused more stress to me hanging out with the people than saying no to the people right and like setting boundaries is super stressful for me because like I know mm. I'm letting people down and I know that I'm disappointing people are you if they're the right people well that's the thing right yeah the right people and like the people who are close to me understand that they understand that i have a small battery and they understand that like i'm a tiny battery this is like the teeny tiny battery like this is the thing and this is what like adult friendships are it's going i know your small battery and it's not the same as mine and i respect that yeah as it should be (laughs) as it should be i were you ever someone who like do you consider yourself an extrovert sometimes i'm like that weird in between where like i am but i'm also an introvert I love my alone time. Love it. But I also like being around people. But I don't like being around people for a long period of time. I think that you might be an extroverted introvert. Definitely. And I'm an introvert extrovert. Oh, no. We're opposite. No. I think we both have the introvert side of us. Yeah. I just think for me, I really like connection. And so that's kind of more the extra. I like having plans. I like doing things. I like that does recharge me. But lately, uh, but lately it's been like, oh no, I really need that decompression time. Whereas before, like past Sarah would not have needed that as much. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm still pretty extrovert, but like I have, I'm definitely more, uh, more of an introverted extrovert. Yeah. I'm an extroverted introvert. And I think that that's why we get along in some yeah, ways. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I can that makes see that. Sense. I'm very aware of your battery. I don't know yes. if you've noticed that. No, and I love that you are because not a lot of people are. <laughs> I'm more aware of your battery than mine. <laughs> That's probably very concerning. Because <laughs> I'm aware of both of our batteries. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we recently had a, well, let's talk about this. We had a, a very active weekend this past weekend. Yeah. We went to a haunted house. We did. And then we both agreed to bail on a plan for the next day. <laughs> to be fair, though, I went to see my dad. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, 
I just, I had other things to do. I had podcast stuff to do. Um, we both had that moment of we, we can't go. We can't, yeah. we can't do this. Uh, which was funny because when we booked the two nights in a row, I was just like, this isn't going to go well. Really? So I, I knew. I knew right away. I knew. I was like fully ready to go to the Barack <laughs> show and like I was really, really looking forward to it. I was then, looking forward to it too. But then my dad ended up in the hospital. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. Priorities. It was really fun that we went to a haunted house. Yeah, that was amazing. The first time I went to the haunted house, I couldn't. I would like hang on to Lauren and like yeah. I'd make her hang on to me the whole entire time. I wouldn't let go of her, and she got annoyed by the third haunted house. She was like, "Oh my god, just let me go by myself." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Please don't." We, we were, we were hanging on to each other pretty a lot. I was like crouched down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really fun. You were crouched down like a little. I old wasn't woman. as. <laughs> I was. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. I gotta get through the haunted house. <laughs> there were some funny moments in the haunted house. I'll never forget it. Walking around the corner and scaring one of the characters. Oh, like we startled me. one of the characters. Like they were scared by us. Yeah, you know you're doing your job when. <laughs> I think that he was startled by like how many of us there was. That could be because I think he jumped out to scare one of us, and then like some of the rest of us coming. Think he was like, oh god. But also, I love Jesus when you're Christ. like. <laughs> I like when you're like you're the hottest one so far. <laughs> he was like, "That's my boyfriend." Yeah, another another girl. Named, no, she was like, "That's my boyfriend." Like it was very, very like that is mine. Do not comment on him. Like it was, oh it was intense. I was like, and then she turns to me. And she's like, "That happens all the time." Really? Yeah. She's like. Wouldn't be the first time. Whoa! I didn't see that part. Yeah. He was hot. I didn't see him. I only saw her. Oh, yeah. You didn't have your glasses on. Because <laughs> it's better that way. It's a better experience when you can't see or hear anything. Damn. <laughs> um, going back to you, though. Okay, sure. so small battery. Um, I have a small, small ass battery. And you've learned to set boundaries, say no. Did that come gradually or was that like a radical shift for you? That came gradually for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I just, yeah. Did you over explain yourself to people? All the time. Yeah. All, and I still kind of do depending on who I'm talking to and depending <sighs> on if I cancel plans like very, very, very last minute, I'll explain myself like, to, and then like apologize also. I'm so sorry also. I have to do this. Exactly. Like, you give a thousand yeah, reasons why you're exactly. bailing. And then like mm -hmm. they become made up reasons eventually. <laughs> And like, and then I send a text message or whatever. I'm like, they're not going to believe that, but whatever. I'm just going to send it. That and then is a sign of growth. That's a sign of growth to, because I think you and I talked about this, the idea of like bailing on friends and whether or not you explain a lot or not. Cause some people have the opinion that like, you can just say, I'm, I'm not going to make it tonight and that's it. And you don't owe anyone anything. And they don't, they don't have the right to prod about that right um but you and i think like if you're close friends with someone you know usually say why you're bailing yeah it's kind of a nice thing to do not to over explain it but just to be like at least give something i didn't manage my time good today and yeah sorry, i can't make it. an honest i'd rather you bail and give an honest answer as to why you're bailing than just like not give me anything i feel Yes, because like we're that's, friends, right? If we're close friends, if we're close friends, because I do that, so I would expect that out of people. If that makes any sense, are you someone who's gotten better at embracing bailing on plans? No, I feel really, really shitty if I have to bail. I do too. Like, I will apologize to day's end if I have to bail on you because, like, it doesn't. 
I set hard boundaries, but it doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. But that's like like half the battle is actually yeah. being able to set them. Yeah, I think, and then I think the the feeling good about it is going to come with time, and that's just we talked before we hit record about like the putting your like I posted a status a, a little bit ago just saying. Putting myself first is stressing me out. It, it's so it's stressful, but you it's have to put yourself first sometimes because like your mental health is more important than anything. Because if you're not like if you kill yourself mentally, you're not gonna. It's the air the airplane analogy. Yeah, you gotta put the mask on yourself before Exa- your baby. Exactly, because you don't want your babies to die. Oh wait, you don't. <laughs> Your baby might die. Your baby might die. Fuck your babies. You're Listen, more important than your babies. Every man for himself. <laughs> Small child I gave birth to five months ago. They're not missing out on much. They don't even know anything about life yet. Fuck you, child. I lived through <laughs> 31 years. I'm going to survive before you. But yeah, no, you're right. You have to put your mask on before you put other people's masks on. I've been hearing that analogy a lot lately. And like, <clears throat> it's just interesting how friends reach out when they know that I'm overwhelmed, which has been a lot lately. Um, and they're just like, Sarah, you just got to take care of you. You just got to take care of you. And I'm just like, I don't think people realize how deep rooted workaholism is with me yeah. and, and, and with people in general and how hard it is for so many people to just say, I just need a self-care night. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and also self-care and what is that? It's different to everybody. It's different to everybody. Self-care for me is like bailing on plans that can mentally reset so then I can be a better friend to that person. And for you, let me predict what your self-care is based on what I know. Okay. Staying in with your cats. Yeah. Watching a show or a movie. Um, I usually cry a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's why... <laughs> That's how I mentally reset as I cry. So <laughs> I, I don't want to come. <laughs> clip that. That's a clip. <laughs> I don't want to like come I, out with you. If I'm going to cry. I, have we cried in front of each other? I've cried in front you. Of cried you cried in front of me. I, I've never seen you cry. I will tell you right now, I will never cry in front of you. Why? I don't cry in front of people. Anyone? Unless I'm drunk. What about what about Dustin? Well, Dustin. Well, I've been with him for eight years. And cry. you live together. So you and we like, live together, so that's different. You can't really avoid it. Yeah. So there's the Aquarius coming out. So yep. you are someone who I would, just going back to assumptions, you are emotional, but you can be detached. Yeah. And that's where I make the connection. I, I, I There's some people that I talk to where I'm just like, you just aren't empathetic and you're not emotional. Like, you don't have to be, emotional doesn't have to be, someone who's crying all the time exactly. like you're definitely emotional yeah but you're not someone who's necessarily what i would call like attached do, do you consider yourself a little detached sometimes sometimes but i'm also i get attached easily oh yes okay. so i'm like very picky of what i get attached to or who i get attached to also you choose wisely yeah because if i think that you're not going to be in my life for a long period of time or like if i don't feel a connection with you or whatever the case may be i'm not gonna like i'm gonna be detached from you that's like a almost like a you're like that's just that's inefficient for me so i'm not i'm, <laughs> not, I'm not putting my time into this i'm not putting my tears into this God, that's what, so what is this so funny that you say that self-care is crying because like i just cry so easily i'm a tire crier oh 
<laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> Where do you think the crying? Is it stress, anger, sadness? Like, what do you think the core emotion is? That's like when you have that cry, you're like, I'm tapping into this emotion. Or is it different every time? It's different every time. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm an angry crier. Oh, so when I get yeah. mad, I just like, I cry. But then like, I try to like, get sassy so i'm just like and then you blah, 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 i'm like crying so like it's never taken easily <laughs> or seriously anger so you if i could tap into this and if this is too personal we don't have to talk about it but one thing i find interesting about you is you've said you've admitted to me i used to be a toxic person yeah i mean i don't know why i was so happy about that yeah i was <laughs> makeover <laughs> me then me now hey. um can we dive into that so like this was obviously younger years yeah Number one, everyone's fucking toxic as shit in their 20s yeah we, we just all are really i feel like teenagers or early 20s everyone's toxic like 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 i look back to and i'm just like holy shit i was a terrible girlfriend and like i was so like yeah we were all toxic at one point but what um what did that look like for you in your life the toxicity the toxicity mm. I was in our city <laughs> i was gonna say that was a really good song by system of a damn damn um when i was dating my ex for like six and a half years i was super toxic because like i hate saying that he made me toxic but like Mm. he made me miserable so i treated people around me miserable oh you took it out on others yeah around for you. sure without without really knowing it exactly. or meaning to do it without knowing it and without meaning to do it definitely because right. like i didn't know until like i left that relationship how shitty i treated people but like i made sure to like first of all apologize to those people but sometimes you can't apologies don't mean much you know you can't really you can apologize but like you can't fix the damage ain't that fucking <laughs> bitch yeah so <clears throat> but like i i'm a better person now and i'll never go back to the way that i was and like i learned from my mistakes and like kind of owned up to them and move forward dang yeah. so you were a hurt person who would hurt people yeah hurt hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people which is like something not a lot of people understand yeah and some people will never understand that which is, Which is why crazy. it's hard for me in situations to take personal bias out of a situation and go, like, where is this person coming from? Like, they're acting this way for a reason. Yeah. Everyone acts a way that they act for reasons. And you can be empathetic to those reasons and still be against what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like fucking serial killer documentaries. <laughs> like, how many of those have poor, you watched? Poor Ted Bundy. Right? You know, he had a really... Actually, Ted Bundy killed people because he was upset about his girlfriends. So he didn't have an excuse. Is that why he killed many people? Yeah. One girlfriend? Was it one girlfriend? I think that he would, like... I, maybe I'm getting this wrong. Maybe I'm getting confused with somebody else. I watch a lot of serial killer <laughs> documentaries. But like he was in love with this girl and I think that she didn't love him back. So that's why he killed people? Question mark. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. Incelly. Mm. Little Incelly. No, 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 I guess not really, but kind of. Kind of. Kind of. I guess like in a way. Listen, guys don't deal with rejection well. They don't. <laughs> Ted Bunny's a great example. <laughs> so you were in a So you were in a relationship that kind of made you this toxic person you ended that relationship and then did you have a lot of time in between that relationship and your current one 
where you were alone and like kind of working on yourself or yeah yeah mm. <laughs> how many years though oh how many years Wait, how many years i think it was like what are two years which doesn't seem like a long time but it was enough time for me to cut because like the thing is is that like i dated that guy for six and a half years but like we weren't really dating for the last like three years like i was just hanging on to him and mm. like the idea of the relationship was still there but you it were was chucked, completely gone you were chucked out yeah I was checked out and he he checked out like five years ago. <laughs> That's really sad. Yeah. So I think that like having that one to two years doesn't seem like a long period of time, but where the relationship kind of ended before that made it longer, if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah. It does. I think actually, I think like this episode is a good episode to start the new segment. Ooh. We have a new segment on Intoxicated. I think this is one that's going to cut right to the chase with people, which is... We're going to call it, What's Wrong With You? <laughs> What's Wrong With You? You're very open. You mentioned it in your original application, mental health. Yeah. You and I have had many talks about mental health. We understand it and when each other are going through it and what, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're both very tuned into that type of thing. So yeah. Sarah, what's wrong with you? Well, everything. <laughs> Well, pick a, a couple. A lot and everything. <laughs> pick pick the um, three. Okay. <laughs> I have anxiety, uh, generalized anxiety and social anxiety. And I also am sad. I'm depressed. I have depression. I'm okay. Un undiagnosed depression. So. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um. So generalized and social. I'm someone who in the cocktail of mental health, I would say anxiety is like one of my lower ones. Like we all have a percentage of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mine's like lower on anxiety and higher on depression. But uh, what's the difference? Um, for me, generalized anxiety is just like generally everything makes me <laughs> a little bit anxious. <laughs> like I always have Ativan with me just in case. Oh my <laughs> God. I love Ativan. <laughs> Ativan, can you sponsor Intoxicated? Please. Because I will say, when I took the tablet, I felt I felt better. You're welcome. You know, I don't offer it to everybody, even though it seems like I do. I don't. <laughs> I'm special. But for, I'm like, social anxiety, being around a lot of people makes me anxious. Being around new people makes me anxious. But also, like, opening up to people makes me anxious. I get that sense. I get the sense that you're not someone who could, like, walk into a party and just, like talk to anybody you would probably hang out kind of on your own i would hang out with the cat or the dog oh i mean you yeah. know and then like figure it out and feel it out a little bit find my people and then like hang out with my people for the rest of the night what if you have a friend like what if you had an anchor person would that be better for you mm, in a situation like that sometimes sometimes anchor is alcohol that helps a lot <laughs> you do like to drink sometimes yeah not as often as i used to drink but like on the weekends like to get a little boozy. Hiccups. Um, it really does loosen you up and like it can it can prime you good for those moments where you have to go interact. But like workplaces make me anxious. Oh like yeah. when I worked at Blue Ocean, I was very anxious there because there was like so many people and like I never really bonded with anybody there. I didn't have like one person that I could go to and like hang with or like you know, yeah, have that connection with. So like I felt alone there. I just like I hate it because I was like so I had to call my doctor and like ask for anxiety medication to go to work. Really? Yeah, it was bad. So social mixed with generalized. 
You're just scared all the time, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm scared right now. God. <laughs> Are you ever helping. comfortable? Like, what's your ideal comfortability? You Probably around close friends. Around people I know, in a space that I know, not doing anything that's going to stress me out. <laughs> so, like, a chill night at home with my homies. Yeah. That's what I, I like. feel that. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me how anxiety is different in everybody. Yeah. Because, like, to me, social anxiety is, like, not so much the act of being around people. It's more, like, how do I deal with certain situations? Like, so I frequently text you, like, yeah, what the fuck do I do in this situation? I don't want to come off this way. How do I deal with this person? Like, it's more I just read into people's wants and needs, and I I get anxious about that. Oh. Not so much the, like, interaction yeah. part or, like, the... Going physically to be with people because I actually love being around people. I mean, certain people. If you're too much, I will. My battery will drain real quick. Yeah, I feel that. That's why I'm super picky with who I hang out with, <laughs> <laughs> which is also fascinating to me because a concern I have with you as new friends was that I would be too much for you. No, you're not too much for me. I feel like you level me out. Aww. Yeah, I feel like yeah. You're oh, like, I like that. you know, like. How like a level is? There's like that little thing in the middle. You're the you're like you know. Oh what I mean? yeah. I mean, I really like that, and I think that like you and I met at a time that was kind of perfect. Yeah. In a strange way, because it's a fresh friendship, so it kind of feels like a like I'm I'm doing the friendship that I always wanted to do <laughs> with Sarah, like <laughs> like whenever you would set boundaries or like bail on plans or like you know, not be able to do something like I would just go, you would normally get pissed at this. It's not about you. It's about her. You need to focus on you. And that's what she's doing. So you need to respect that. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's just kind of this weird shift in my, mind shift for me. Yeah. Being friends with you where I go, you know what? I'm jealous of that. Like not only do I understand it, but I'm jealous of how you've managed your life. Things sometimes it's chaotic, but things. But see, this is why I think it's important to talk about these things because to you, your life is chaotic. Yeah, but I'm here going. You actually have it together like way more than you think. Oh, thanks, pal. And I you appreciate should be, that. You should be proud of that. Yeah. And also, like, I think we very often stigmatize our own personalities. Absolutely. And I think that's something that you do a lot too, and I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that about you. You gotta change that. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I will. <laughs> God. Stop yelling at me. No, but like, but 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 this is the thing. You you do it, I think, in terms of like, I'm chaotic and awkward. And it's like, no, Sarah, you're really not. <laughs> but like I do it too with like I can be. I'm, I'm a sad girl and I'm always sad and I always want love. And it's like, no, actually, you've done good at being single recently and you're doing a great job. And you're happy sometimes. We're both doing a great job. I honestly think the lockdown has made me feel better about who i am as a person because like prior to that i was like i'm too awkward to have friends and i'm too awkward to do comedy i'm too awkward for this blah blah blah. but like i actually kind of like more embrace that now yeah. rather than like yeah make it the alone time really makes people get to know themselves yeah for sure which is which is really interesting and also like you're not awkward <laughs> I can be when I'm first talking to somebody I definitely am because I don't know how to have small talk and yeah, like small talk sucks because like it's so 
I tried to like, I asked them the same questions over and over again. I have a joke about it where I'm like, hi, how you doing today? And they're like, good. And you, I'm like, good. And, and you? <laughs> I'm good. Just what about like, you? And you? Like, <laughs> and you? Just like keep the conversation going. Cause like, I want to talk to you and I want to get to know you, but like, I don't know what the fuck to say to you. Mm. Tell me about your trauma instead. Like just get right into it, pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go to the sh- fucking chase. I'm like, that's kind of the thing with intoxicated. Like I never want to just talk about the weather or like. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, like, like you, can, you can find the weather on Google. Talk to me about something you can't find on Google. And also, it's just like with these public, like with these like public facing people, like comedians and performers. I'm just like, we all know what you're putting out there, but like, I want to know again. Know what's you. wrong with you? Yeah. You know, so like, cut to the chase. What is it that's wrong with you? What are things that you're working on? What are your insecurities? Like, so you have for you, it's anxiety and depression. Those are the main ones. Uh, anxiety is like tag teaming you yeah anxiety and depression tag teaming was not fun because <laughs> you're like anxious that like you want to get out of bed and do things and i have to clean my apartment and blah blah, blah. and the depression's like nah bro stay so in bed. the depression thing is interesting because i haven't really s- and maybe you're just really good at hiding that i haven't really seen that in you yet yeah i in don't, the course of our friendship i don't show it very often and when i do like i completely bury myself in my room and like don't talk to anybody because like i don't like showing that side of me to people right so it meant you withdraw when you're depressed yeah i do very hardcore (laughs) so do you find it helpful then when people reach out and are like are you okay sometimes yeah it depends on how bad it is like if i'm like mildly depressed then yeah but if i'm like super depressed i'm just <laughs> and you're unmedicated for that. Yeah. Same Surprisingly, because Same I unmedicated ding, ding, ding. Club. love mm-hmm. that for us. That. I talked to my doctor about it too. And like I asked her for both like depression and anxiety medication. And she told me that I have to go get assessed or whatever. And then she gave me Ativan instead of putting me on actual anxiety pills. So is yeah, Ativan not anti anxiety? What, what is it? It's like a tranquilizer. So it's for when you have <laughs> it's for when you're having panic attacks. Right. They're not meant to be taken on a daily basis. Willy nilly. Yeah. I've taken it twice in my life. So the haunted house with you was the one one time. The other time was before my first live show, and I was just an anxious mess. And I took it the night before. Not the night before. Was it the night before? It might have been. Yeah, the night before I took one just to calm down. Did it help? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I find like I take if depending on the show, like if I'm doing barelies, I'll take one before barelies because like I get super nervous before that one just because like the room. Me too. I have a hard time with that room. I have a hard time with that room too. And but I think, yeah, I don't take it too, too often. I don't take it as often as somebody portray <laughs> yeah 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 we need to put there's a warning no, on this podcast honestly no reason for me to carry it around all the time but like i like to have it just well in case. it might make you it probably makes you feel safe just having it on you yeah just knowing that like if you if you do get to that point you can pop one and it'll be good exactly it's kind of like when you quit smoking like when i try to quit smoking it like if i have a pack of smokes on me i won't want to smoke interesting yeah so it's like if i have Ativan, if i eat a bean if i have mm. Ativan on me then i won't want to take it as often but if i didn't have it i think that'd make me more anxious interesting fascinating hmm. and so you're unmedicated um depression depression's a we've talked about it a lot what i love about being friends with you is that like i can say the darkest shit to you and you don't judge me for having those thoughts but you also don't 
baby me. Yeah, I which would I never love baby you for that. <laughs> which I love. So like, it's obvious that to me then that you've been in really dark times and you've probably had similar thoughts and i'm very yeah. pro let's talk about our dark thoughts because if we're talking about it we're connecting about it and i think the reason a lot of people are depressed is because they're they don't feel connected exactly to themselves the ding, world ding. the world and other people themselves the world and other people yeah like i very much so know that the root of my depression is loneliness yeah and it's not feeling close connections with people that makes do sense. you know the root of yours that's a deep question I know. That's a deep and that's a hard one because there's probably a lot of things that contribute. Yeah, I never actually thought about it, to be honest. Like, loneliness is probably a factor. Even see, though, and, and that's fascinating to me. Because like, cause you have such a good friend group. I know. And then, like, yeah. But I'm always wanting something more, even when I have what I need, if that makes sense. Oh, uh, okay. Got yeah, you. and I always feel like something's missing, and I think that's what really makes me sad, because I never know what it is, because, like, it's uh, not more friends, because, like, new friends come into my life, and I'm like, I love you and all, but I don't think that's it. And then, like, I get new relationships, uh, so I'm like, mm, I don't think that's it either. And then, like, I get a new food recipe. I'm like, mm, I don't think that's it either. Fascinating. <laughs> so like, I just always feel like something's missing. I just never know what it is. And that just kind of fucks with me. It's almost like we have to do like inventories, like on our life. Like we got to go down the list of like social career, like basic needs. Like we almost have to do a checklist to be like, yeah, what, what what's working this? right now and what isn't. Cause like, I feel like like a lot of people say this, but like, so many people say, like, when your career is going good, your social life is shit. When your social life's going great, you might have a shitty job that's making you depressed. Like, and it's always like you can't have it all. Yeah. And it's like, how do we get to that? How do we get happy with everything without like deprioritizing something? Yeah, exactly. Which is it's so hard. hard. It's, it gets harder the older you get too. Oh my god. Because like more things come into your life and then. Yeah, it's ding ding, motherfucker. Yeah, ding, that's ding. ding. That's fucking tough, man. How would you say that? Like, obviously, we we're we both recommend therapy and getting help and all of that, even though we're not doing it. But, <laughs> you know, therapy's fun. How would you say that you deal with the depression? I do stuff that makes me happy. I watch yeah. the shame shows over and over again because I know they make me happy. Yeah, <laughs> I get my brain serotonin because obviously it can de develop it itself. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's having a rough go with that. So, yeah. but is it is it daily for you or is it more episodes? Like 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 is depression something that you find is a daily struggle or is yeah. it does it more come in waves? It comes in waves. Yeah, because some days are definitely better than others. Yeah, but. Yeah, I just try to surround myself with good people and make myself as happy as I can where I can. It's shocking to me how, because um, I always used to think that situational depression was what I always had, because usually uh, like personal events would trigger it and stuff. And lately, like in the past couple of years, I've been like, oh, no, this is chemical. This is you just wake up. And, and you're, you're like, oh, I want to throw myself in traffic for some reason. Yeah. Why do I want to do that? Why do I want to go jump off the McKay Bridge today? I right? Don't know. What's this going on? Again, guys, dark thoughts here, but like, we're just being honest. But like, it truly is a chemical imbalance. Yeah. It's weird that like, once you start understanding mental health, that you like, you understand that like, 
what's happening in your head is not normal and it's n- i mean like it's normal in a way but like it's not okay and like maybe you should get a little bit of help i don't know <laughs> yeah and it's so tough too like when you hear from people who are depressed because you're like how much do i do or not do how much it's just it's just hard and like i've had many people reach out to me and then instantly start spiraling into i'm so depressed and uh, i'm i'm busy and i'm overworking my son and i and i just constantly repeat put yourself first self-care like you're loved like even if you don't really love the person (laughs) you are (laughs) loved tell them that they're loved because that's because they're loved by someone it's cheesy yeah but it's so important you can't pour from empty cup watch (laughs) me (laughs) that was my status today i don't know if you saw that challenge accepted watch watch this mom (laughs) no hands that's so fascinating so um i wanted to bring up something with you which was a recent post you made about loving yourself that makes me okay good (laughs) a recent post that you made that makes me anxious (laughs) speaking about being anxious woo. yeah you post everything from like really super nice messages to like (laughs) just thoughts you have which i love i love that about you it's usually like jokes i'm trying out if like no one likes them like that was a shitty ass joke right? i do the same thing <laughs> it's a great place to I'm test like, premises yeah like, like, like facebook oh, says got five likes that's a good one <laughs> you're like that it's going to the mic now <laughs> putting we're, that down in my note diary we're gonna give it a try yeah. um but i really like seeing you make those posts because i've noticed like changes in you even though we're fairly new friends um but the loving yourself journey the loving yourself journey it's a journey <laughs> so, so basically oh my god i've been on a journey with myself and we love her number one loving yourself is the hardest thing ever and it's the most important relationship in your life so i will never not talk about this if someone's been on a journey with it and has come to a good, a good place so you you seem to have come to a good place with this yeah what's happened there what? i have no idea just one day i woke up and i was like fuck this i'm loving myself was it one day was it really just that quick? It was that quick because, like, I used to be really, really skinny as a teenager. And then, like, I gained a bunch of weight when I went on, like, birth control and stuff like that. Oh, the fucking pill. The fucking birth control. But, like, I went on three different types of birth control. So, like, I was on, I think it was on the patch first. I got ripping it off so that didn't work. But then, like, I went on the knee. <laughs> just, like, tossing yeah, and turning in like, the night. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, scratch it off. Oh, shit. Guess I'm going to get pregnant today. <laughs> Um, but then I went on the needle and that really fucked Holy me. Holy shit. I even forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that that was even a thing. I don't even know if that's an option anymore. But like, Fuck, man. I think people are just getting IUDs or almost a DUI, but that's something. Else. DUI? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go get my DUI. I gotta get my inserted. DUI today. No big deal. So it was the pill that, that did it, eh? It was actually the needle that did it the because needle. that made me gain a shit ton of weight. And then also, I think it fucked like, I think that's what made me depressed. Really? <laughs> Forever and always the end. Really? But that's that's my theory. I don't know if that's true. Well, or I mean, not. hormones would. I mean, if it, if there's a hormone change, yeah. So then I went off of that, and then went on the pill, and everything was fine. But yeah, so I had a really hard time losing weight and kind of like accepting my body is going to look this way for a long time. And like, I literally, again, with the lockdown, I think like just being with myself for a long time, I just kind of was like, you know what? You're fine the way you are. You got this, girl. Just, might as well just flaunt your shit because it's not going anywhere. You tried. You gave it your best shot. We're still going to try a little bit, but like love yourself i think that like there's a lot of hot takes in this like body positive like loving yourself movement i think for me personally like 
<laughs> Whew, we're getting hot takes in here. I hope it don't <laughs> piss people off. Uh, I think it's I think it's okay to not like yourself sometimes and how you look. I think it's okay to be in that and go, I just don't like how I look, but I'm going to accept it because this is the body that I'm in and I'm still going to treat my body with respect because that's oh. what I deserve. But it's okay to not like it sometimes. I love that though. Because I feel like, I feel like far too often we are now too pressured to be toxic. Positivity is like a thing. Definitely. Like, I don't really believe in fake it till you make it. That said. That's exhausting. I have been in situations where like I've had to go to photo shoots and I don't like how I look and I've had to force myself into a confident place, which is hard. I heard an interesting uh, thing on a podcast. Um, She was talking about filters, Instagram filters. And she's like, yeah, filters make you look better. They make you look better. You feel better about the picture when you put a smoothing filter on or or whatever it is. Cute little deer filter. Yeah. Those are weird. <laughs> All <laughs> but, <right. laughs> but she said she was like, so people are always shitting on filters because it's putting out a different um, perception of what you look like to the world. But she's like, you can use that to your advantage. You just need to walk around the world like you're in that filter. Hmm. Oh, I love that. So like you're not saying you're saying, no, this is the real me. Like you and I are sitting here face to face like this is me. But like if you see yourself in that filter that day and it puts a pep in your step and it makes you feel slightly better and more confident. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Is that a hot take? I know the filters are, are very like unhealthy and I feel like. It's a dangerous road, but I also think the idea of seeing yourself in your best light at your worst times can help you. <laughs> She's not crying for the audio listeners. It was no, a I'm not crying. <laughs> but I, what do you think of that? Like, I it kind of I love me, that though. You it, mean like it kind of made me think of things differently because I think people get shamed for editing photos or. Uh, but I just think. Women especially, we are so goddamn hurt ourselves. And if a fucking filter makes you feel better about yourself, fucking Just do it. Use it. Yeah. Anything that makes you feel better about yourself, I am so pro. Because yeah. like Yeah. Anything helps. Anything helps. That's just like giving your brain serotonin. Anything helps if it makes you happy. I just think it's so important to not constantly force yourself to be I'm hot when you're not feeling hot. It's okay yeah. to not feel hot. As long as you know that you're important. And you deserve to do things that make you feel good. That's yeah. I don't. <laughs> if I if I don't feel good about myself, I do not have that mindset. <laughs> but it's a strange. But it's a strange thing. Like say, have you ever done a photo shoot? No. It's a strange thing when you have to then go. That's true. You you and or something like this where like we're we're, we're filming ourselves. we or even even um doing stand up taking the yeah. stage. It's kind of a thing like that where you gotta turn that like. I don't look good, but on? I do now. Yeah, you gotta like turn it on. And it's, it's just it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. But but body acceptance is so important. I think it is. it is very important to give up that control and accept your body. And I also do think it's okay to to try to change it if you're not happy with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with that too. And like 
I'm comfortable with how my body looks right now, but that doesn't mean that like I'm going to start stop going to the gym. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop like eating better or anything like that. It's just like I'm going to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it because that makes and, me feel good. And <laughs> if it happens to have results, then bonus. Then boom. But now you but now you love yourself and you're happy and so the things that you're doing are just going to make you feel better inside. Exactly. And so, exactly. Yeah, I love I'm that. not working out because I'm feel shitty about my body. I'm working out because I like it now. There I'm eating better because I like it now. I'm eating McDonald's because I like it. And like, this you know? bitch will turn down plans on a Sunday because she has to meal prep. So <laughs> be more like Sarah. So we are committed to the meal prep. Be more like Sarah. Yeah. Um, I adore you. I love you too. We're going to shift it from positive to negative. <laughs> oh boy. Do, I actually didn't ask you before we hit record. Do you have a rant? I need to rant. <laughs> My rant is uh, just a statement. Just be nice. Be nice. Don't be dicks. So you don't you yeah. don't like dicks. You don't like assholes. I like I like dicks when they're like <laughs> attached to people. Sorry, mom. I know you're gonna listen to this, <laughs> but yeah, you know. But I don't like when people are dicks. So there's no reason for it. I've noticed that. Yeah, the times that you've complained about things to me, it's usually. In <laughs> understandably so, how people have treated you or have treated other people. Yeah. Which is, yeah, just, when you're a shitty person, that's shitty. It is. And there's no reason for it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just because, like, I'm nice to people. So I expect people to be nice to me, which is stupid because, like, not everybody's nice. Like, that. yeah. So I don't know. When people are mean to me, I'm just, like, taken off How mean have like, people been to you, though? <laughs> it's been really rough these last few weeks. Oh yes, okay. But I'm like, on, like throughout my life too, people have been mean to me. And like, were you bullied? Uh not too bad in mm. high school. Mm-hmm. Maybe by just a- the standard, you know, <laughs> just, the stand- just just the standard light bullying. <laughs> yeah, nothing, just the light trauma. Nothing too nothing bad. Too- <laughs> we all have a base of that, right? Yeah, it's fine. Fuck. But yeah, yeah. it is very frustrating when when people talk down or. Have you ever been mean? This is a question that just popped up. I can up. be really mean sometimes. How so? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had my days where like I've torn into people and like maybe punched somebody once in a restaurant. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> it was actually in the driveway. Can we it. talk about this? This is in high school. Can we talk about the story? Yeah. Okay. What happened? I um. There's this girl. I forget her name. I think her name is Danielle. Uh, I don't remember why I hated her so much, but like we were in drama class together and every time like we were in class together, I tell her how much of a stupid bitch she was. And then like one day she was like, Sarah, I'm going to fight you. And I was like, bring it, bitch. I hate you. And then like I we went outside and there was like lockers right next to the classroom. And like I pushed up against the locker and I was like, don't. I was like, I want to meet you in the parking lot of this diner up the street because I'm going to kick your ass. And she's like, yeah, I'll see you there. And then we fought in the <laughs> dining in the diner parking lot. A physical fight. <laughs> a physical fight. Did you get punched? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> does it really count? Because, like, she kind of punched me, but, like, she didn't really know how to make a fist. So she, like, punch slapped me. So she was like, eh. And it then, was like a, a bitch punch. And I got on the ground and I was like, take that. You don't want to mess with these hands. And then, and then a teacher came up and broke it up. I cannot <laughs> picture you doing that for the <laughs> life of me. Yeah, I was really aggressive when I was a teenager. 
I just can't, like because you're so not that at all now. You're, you're not, not that at all now. You're no. not what I would call a confrontational person. I I think that's why I don't like confrontation now because I'm like you know what. You're like I've been there and done it. <laughs> I don't want this anymore. Hmm. Are you scared of conflict now? Are you someone who can you stand up for yourself face to face like this? I will cry. <laughs> I will literally cry. <laughs> because this is the case with a lot of people with anxiety. I think. Yeah. I think a lot of people with anxiety have issues with that i think we could all do a bit better of a job like if it's over text or email or something oh over text not a problem but like face to face i'll cry (laughs) it's really hard yeah even for people who i would say like are a little more uh more like adept to deal with conflict it's still hard because i think of myself as someone who could probably do that but there's been times that i've been shaking in my boots to uh, stand up to certain people yeah super hard like like from 15 to like my mid-20s again that was like my hardcore times like i'd have no problem like telling somebody off to their face and like whatever like no problem confronting people but like now i i also think my anxiety got worse as i got older so like i can't but like like I said, over text, I'll send you an email and telling you all about yourself, but I will ne- never say anything to your face. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. That's, that's so insane that you were like so different. I when you were younger. Yeah. Like, would you, what would you, Ooh, here's a cheesy question. What would you say to your past self? Like if you could, if you could turn back time, um, cause this was high school, right? Yeah. Um, if you could actually give yourself like a message or a piece of advice, what would the, I know it's a cheesy question. A lot of podcasts. I ask. love that question, though. Do you know what you would say to her to like prep her for like where you are now? Yeah, um, I would say, Sarah, dear Sarah, you you're not going to be a rapper, so don't even bother. <laughs> don't go record that demo in the middle of nowhere. Even though it's a fun experience, you're not going to need it because you're not going to become a rapper. You're going to be a comedian. It's fine. Did you record a demo? Yeah. What? Yeah, I used to want to be a rapper. Her name was Little Twiz. I always thought you were joking about this. No, this is a real thing. Do you have the demo? I do somewhere. If I find it, I'll bring it over someday. Please do. But yeah, that joke is a real thing. <laughs> no way. Okay, but seriously though, what other advice would you give? <laughs> I would tell her not to date that guy mm-hmm. that dated for six years because that's that's that was too much. No changing course of history. Just advice. Oh shit. Insight. God damn it. Insight. More so insight, not not choices. Cause cause and this is something I kinda have started to believe. Nikki Glazer has put me onto this. I don't think that there's anything I don't think there's free will. Hmm. Hmm. We have no control over anything. Ah, I don't like that. That makes me anxious. See if you think of it this way. So Nikki Glazer uses the example of when she was young, she was terrified of nuclear war. And she would actually have panic attacks at nighttime and she would run into her parents. She was like, she's a catastrophic thinker like I am. I, I think big picture things. That's the stuff that stresses uh, me out. Yeah. Like death. Death is something that like is my main thing. But with her, she um she would like have panic attacks. She would like run into her parents' room and like be crying the world's gonna explode we're gonna explode we're gonna a bomb's gonna be dropped on us and her dad took her and went there's nothing you can do about it Hmm. and it's actually the opposite it's more calming because you go 
okay, so like no matter what, this could happen. This is a thing that could happen. And there's literally nothing I could do that could stop a bomb. That makes me anxious. Does it? <laughs> yeah. But I would th- I would think on it for a bit. Because I think the more you think on it, the more you go, nothing I can do. So why stress? Hmm. Easier I, said than done. But like, just think of it that way. I think the <laughs> it doesn't matter. Helps just calm down, Sarah. Would you just calm Fine. down? Calm down. I won't fight bitches in parking lots anymore. But I think okay. it's a control thing with anxiety because... You can only control how you deal with situations. You can't control situations. My anxiety definitely comes from being out of control of stuff, for sure. Is it? It's is that part personal of it. situations or just events that happen think, around you? I think it's just in general, like both personal and like general things. Interesting, but you're not you're not a catastrophic thinker, right? Like you're not thinking about crazy. You're not thinking about a piano falling on you walking down the street. Sometimes. Are you? Sometimes I, well, because to me, generalized, I guess generalized would be maybe, it would maybe, maybe not to that extreme, but like I am scared of crows attacking me, which is why I carry around cashews. (laughs) (laughs) To just fend them off? To just like, to just like feed them? Because like if you feed crows, they'll leave you alone. Or like they'll know that you're friends with them or something. Oh yeah, okay. I've learned a lot about crows recently. Me too. They also mimic human voices. They do. Isn't that crazy? They're, they're actually really smart and really interesting creatures. I really they wish are. you hate me so much. <laughs> That's all. They're beautiful. They are. And like I would love to be friends with them, but like we gotta find some common ground. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't think a piano is gonna fall on me, but okay. I think interesting. Crows me. Well, I just thought I'd throw out that control thing because it made me think differently about it. Because for me it's death and i think about death constantly and it's kind of helped me to go nothing i can do but it's gonna happen and Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna go through it and i'm not gonna i'm not i'm gonna be dead i'm not even gonna be able to be stressed out about being dead because i'll be dead that's true the it doesn't scares me when people say it doesn't matter that helps me so that's similar though right yeah like for example like a like a comedy set you don't okay and this is again this is hippie woo woo but whether you do good or bad you can do your best yeah nothing will prepare you for a crowd that just doesn't like you or a crowd that just doesn't want to laugh that night or a drunk crowd that's just not listening yeah you have no control over that so you doing bad doesn't matter a meteor hitting this earth doesn't matter doesn't matter i think it's the wording that well yeah yeah it's the wording you can't stop a meteor but a meteor doesn't matter. <laughs> but I you mean, like, will, it does. But you will spend your life so like. For me personally, my grandmother lived in fear, and she like hardly ever left her house, hardly ever traveled. She was an anxious person. She let anxiety hold her back. Um, and I don't want that to be me. Yeah. And there's so much of her in me that oh, I go, wow. I have to solve this now because otherwise I'm never gonna like. I I don't like flying. I I've never gotten on a plane and gone i'm excited for this experience <laughs> i'm having a great time i hate it does anybody have a good time on an airplane i mean i think some i think some people are just so used to it that it doesn't bug them hmm. but like okay plane's gonna crash that really sucks that it, it was me who was on this plane that's crashing <laughs> but this sucks as the plane's going down you know like we all i i don't know it's just it's just a thing where we it's not I'd rather try to get to Greece. 
than not try at all and then be unhappy about missing Greece. Yeah. That makes sense. And I feel the same way. I'd rather try to get there than not get there at all. It's it's just a fucking tough thing to manage anxiety. Yeah. Um do okay, so we're gonna get to the last segment. We're at about an hour twenty now. So okay. we'll do the last segment and then and then wrap her. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um ooh. So we did the rant. So now it is time for your unpopular opinion. Don't hate me for this, but it's time for an unpopular opinion. Um, I think that Vine is better than TikTok. Do you think that's unpopular? I think it's a little unpopular. Do you think it's because the most of the people who are on TikTok are younger people who don't know what Vine is? maybe no because it's <laughs> i just called us both old <laughs> but these tiktoks about vines so i don't know that's true a lot of vines have or become like, tiktoks and like remade vines and like the sounds of vines are on there so i think they know what it is but mm. yeah because i just think that vine was funnier i think it was more genuine i think that people were making content because they liked making the content and it as I mean, like it probably was for the views too, because it was like do it for the vine, but like not as much. Not as much. It was not so much a factor. It was more like this is a funny thing I made that's funny. Not I need to do this trend so I get a thousand likes and, and interactions exactly. with it that make me more popular. Yeah, because I actually I totally agree. There's I love no, vines. There's also no influencers on Vine. Like there is on TikTok. Like, I'm a TikTok influencer. Like, you know what I mean? I love your influencer impression. <laughs> Thank you so much. I worked really hard on her. So, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah it wasn't, um, it was, <laughs> what a time that was, Vine. It was the best I miss time. it. Did you it ever make any? Yes. Do you remember what, what they were? I do. Um, there is one of me. Hold on. Yeah, there was, there, there was one of me twerking on the wall for some reason. Oh, I wish we could we could like put that in here. But why was I doing Do you have that? It saved I don't know. I think it might have on my old iPod if I ever find it. My God, that's so funny. That I think I did a couple too. I don't remember what they were, but I just I also loved the time constraint of six seconds. Yeah, that's so much better than fucking three minutes. But also, Who it's like fifteen seconds really isn't a lot either. But like it's. Just it, was, it just really forced people to be instantly funny. Yeah. You had to be and instantly like, funny. The content was wholesome. Ah, you always say me drop my croissant. <laughs> Road work ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, I sure hope it does. My favorite one. Uh, okay. Yeah. There's so many good ones. Bo is. Burnham was fire oh, on mine. Love him. This is my jam. This is my jam. <laughs> no, no, turn that down. This is my jam. <laughs> So I mean, he good. definitely wouldn't have been as famous as he is now without Vine. You don't think? No. He, like, got his star on Vine. Hmm. I bet his documentary is really good, though. Documentary? I'm, Bo Burren? Are we talking about him still? <laughs> you mean Inside? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a documentary, Sarah? <laughs> you know what? It was to it's, me. <laughs> it was a special. It's a documentary to me now, okay? And, uh, Anything that's not a movie or a TV show is a documentary. I do love documentaries. I do too about serial killers mostly. Yeah, I can't do that. You don't like serial killers? See, that plays into my catastrophic thinking. I don't like that. 
But maybe I need to apply my control thinking to that and go, well, if someone's going to break out and murder you, then nothing you can do about it. Maybe I need to take my own advice. I just find this so fascinating because like, I like to dig into the brains a little bit. Did you ever watch Mindhunter? Yes, I watched the first season. Oh, see, I loved it because like they're digging into the minds of the serial killers and figuring out like why they're doing what they're doing and like figuring out the backgrounds. I mean, like they're all very similar, but I just like because we don't think like that. Like I don't wake up in the morning. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go kill somebody today. What a great day. Hmm. So I just like figure out where they're coming from. And like, I feel like if I were to see someone about to kill somebody, I would just be like, no, 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 no. Wait, what's your trauma? <laughs> No, honey, what's wrong? Your mom Sit down. Your mom was just a bitch. It's not your fault she didn't love you. <laughs> it's usually like bad childhood or really bad breakups. And like stuff with parents or like yeah, yeah. Those yeah. two things are those two things are big. Yeah, yeah, that's usually that's what they all happen. You had a great childhood though, right? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I had a great childhood. It was See? Yeah, I was the favorite child. So you can be fucked I? up at any time in your life. <laughs> doesn't matter you have a good childhood and then just get a bunch of adult trauma which is what i don't know man i don't know where i came from (laughs) (laughs) i was born this way oh my gosh is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about yet no (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's an end of interview is there anything you want to cover that we haven't covered i'm just thinking we talked about mental health we talked about confidence um, I mean, you are in a very uh, healthy relationship, and I would say that if we had met when I was younger, I probably would have been like, she's not talking about her boyfriend, so he must suck. Uh, but now... I hate that. But now I go, no, that's just a healthy relationship. That's just a healthy relationship. That's and we're happens. just we're just prone to tox- like toxic situations that make us talk about our partners, and if you're actually not talking about them, it's a good sign. Uh, I've never met your your i didn't want to say boyfriend partner what do you call <laughs> fiance dustin dustin my dustin i thought we saw you one time but maybe we didn't maybe that's somebody else. i had a talk with a friend last night in the car about just the term boyfriend partner and how she's she was very like just say their name you don't have to say boyfriend or partner just say their name and i was just like i was wondering what your thoughts were on that do you like boyfriend partner oh fiance yeah, fiance Fuck works. Me. You're engaged. <laughs> yeah, for two years now, but that's okay. What's the plan? Um, there's no rush. I don't understand no. what the rush is to marriage. I never mm. did. Like, I want to be engaged, just like to have that commitment and be like, okay, so you do want to stay with me forever and always. It's reassurance. Yeah, I needed that reassurance, and after I got that, I was like, no rush. See, that's so fascinating because so many different people have different opinions on that. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, I don't understand why you're not having a wedding yet. My friend has been with her boyfriend for like eight years or something like that. And she's like, we're getting married in the fall, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you and Dustin getting married? Like, I don't understand. You're engaged. So, okay. So to play devil's advocate on her end, this is what I would say. What's stopping you from going to the courtroom and just signing the papers? I mean, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we're both just lazy to have not done that yet. I don't there know. There you go. Thank you for being honest. Because that's my thing. Because I go, when someone doesn't seem to care about weddings, I just go, well, if the act of engagement and having a ring is that added, like, reassurance, then why not get more reassurance and just, like, go to courtroom, have a nice day out, get some friends to witness it? Like, my friend Lindsay, um... She's a great example of a woman who, like, just knew what she wanted and got it. Like, wanted to be a mom, wanted to be a wife, 
got knocked up, kept the baby, managed to stay in a healthy relationship with the dude, huh. went to the courthouse, had just a civil ceremony, posted a cute picture. She wore like a cute little like just kind of casual white, white dress mm-hmm. and totally happy now. And I just go like, I feel like, but I feel like in women, I think it is the, and, and I'd love to know your thoughts. I think it is the, the pressure to have a wedding. Yeah. That gets to us sometimes. Ex- that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But if you think about it like we're just further committing by making this official, I, I'm like, I wouldn't want to wait. That's just me though, but I don't yeah. know shit. We talked about it, I think, a few times that like that's probably what we'll end up doing in the end. It's just like going and finding some papers. But there, you're right, there is no rash. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're happy, there yeah. it's, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. And plus, like, once you're married, like, there's a lot of paperwork you have to fill out and like but then why be engaged for the commitment for the insurance <laughs> but why not be have a strong relationship without a ring <sighs> great question because i'm anxious <laughs> see but this is like this is because this is why i find it interesting because there's why people and then there's why not people that's right and i say why not to engagement i also say why not to marriage yeah do i think every marriage should have a wedding where you spend a salary's worth on other people to make other people <laughs> happy no and that's drastically changed to me i used to be the big wedding person but now i'm like no i want to do a civil thing oh. yeah that's i've never changed. been like i want a big wedding type of person oh I, just, I, like, I for sure did i would love to have like i want to have a bachelorette party and then like want to sign those papers and then just like have use a small that as party. fuel to do you would have such a fun bachelor bachelorette every time i go out it's like it's my bachelorette party <laughs> yeah and then you could have a day where you go to the courthouse, you dress up, you book reservations for a nice dinner. You have two friends come with you because you need, you need uh, witnesses. Yeah. Um, you're a big family person, so you could plan a big family dinner afterwards. That's true. Someday. I feel like I'm pitching this really hard on you. You are. <laughs> but like, I mostly fascinate. Just someday. I, well, just long engagements fascinate me. Yeah. It's just a thing that, like... It, it, I have no idea. I've never been engaged. No one's asked me yet. But, um... <laughs> It's just a fascinating thing. Yeah. I just feel like there's no rush. So I never really like Other thought about death. it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Other than death. I feel like we're going to be okay but, for a few but, years. But this is the sign of a healthy relationship. If you were to, if God came down and said, you're dying tomorrow. Um, oh, well, then we'd go send you would, today. But would, would that matter? No. Exactly. So I think I just, I just convinced myself that it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think I think you just gave full circle. <laughs> but again, why or why you. not, right? Yeah. I'm why or why not? I'm definitely a, let's just, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a rushy type of person. I like to chill and take my time with things. And Well, I'm very happy like for you, rush. even though I've, I have not met this man and I still question his existence. Um, <laughs> he does I, exist. I, I'm, I'm stoked for the, the time that you will get to have that. And I would love to help you plan that. Yes, <laughs> you will. And you'll be in my bachelor party. Oh, yay! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sarah, this was so fun. Thank you for coming on as a guest. Thank finally. you for having me. Just just over 10 episodes and we got to meet you and get to know you better. And yeah, um, let's go. I hope you guys enjoy hearing from Sarah every week on the intros. And, um, like, plug away. Where can people follow you you can follow me on instagram at i think i'm at hello sarah nicole i almost said dot com not dot com but at hello sarah nicole 
Yeah. On Instagram and on TikTok. Yeah, follow her. And also go watch Volleys if you have Bell TV. Oh, yeah. Or Eastling TV. Check out out Volleys and just go pick up for another season, right? Yeah, season two. It's amazing. And thank you so much for number one being an awesome friend and like helping me with this like it means so much and like i so wish that i could just get you something a present and i promise i will at some point when I, the money is don't worry it's coming uh, but like but please i don't get me a present. i appreciate you so much and helping me with it appreciate- it's not an easy thing to like come in on and like and it's there's just a lot and i and you deal with a lot of my shit and like I, I just, feel, yeah, it really means a lot. I really feel like we're the yin to each other's yang, and that's why we get along so well, because we even each other out, yeah. and yeah, we came into each other's life when we need each other the most. Absolutely. And I appreciate you. Aww. Aww. What a love fest this was. <sighs> well, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, make sure to follow, ooh, I'm done doing an intro now for some reason <laughs> thank you so much what for we? listening this was so Who fun um you used to do a bell ring to close up the episode Ooh, she went in right away she went in mod on thank you for listening to the intoxicated podcast if you enjoyed this week's episode make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on apple podcasts You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by The Messiness of Life.